Isn't that what real abundance is at the end of the day? Real abundance is being aligned, doing your purpose, doing your passion, doing your mission, and realizing that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Am I using money to create the life I want, or is money using me? AKA, do the purchases I make have utility? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you five episodes a week, four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Amy, we have questions? Yes, we do. Are you ready for the first one? All right. Yes, let's How much do you... You good? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, How do you overcome the discomfort associated with wealth or money conversation? Oh, my goodness. I think it's just important to understand that the only... Like, if you're having any discomfort, it's because there is a misbelief. Like somebody in that conversation believes money is a bad thing. And I think it's one of those taboo topics of like, you're not supposed to talk about weight. You're not supposed to talk about money. You're not supposed to talk about age. Right. And I think you have to, if you're with somebody who doesn't have an open mind, I think you have to start the conversation and say, hey, I'd like to talk about this. And here's why. Also, another thing you can do is connect money to something else. Like, Taryn has no goals of buying a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or she doesn't want the Mercedes I want. But what she does want is a beautiful, safe home where we can have people over. They can feel safe. She wants cats. She wants dogs. I'm sure we're going to have some goats. Right at the end of the day, money will bring those things. If it's with somebody who has an open mind, connect it to something that they believe in and they want and they value. If it's somebody who doesn't, I think you have to breadcrumb it and just kind of start by painting a vision or just I think you just test the waters like oh I wonder what, the, what, would, what would it be like to have that what would it be like to go there it's hard it's hard any taboo topic takes time to get through it's just it's like a hole you're digging and you just gotta start small so I think if they're open minded go with that if they're closed minded when it comes to money maybe inquire to why so the original question is how do you overcome the discomfort associated with wealth or money conversations. Amy, I love that this is up there, up here now. This is going to help. Uh, I second everything Kevin said. The the other thing that I would just I would just bring your awareness to is that people who are wealthy talk about money often. That's why they're wealthy. Um, and the same goes for fitness and the same goes for intimate relationships. Kevin and I talk about health, wealth, and love every day. We're blessed to talk about them. And that's why we're healthy, wealthy, and on our way. Or healthy <laughs> in love and on our way to being wealthy. But wealth also, understand this, wealth is a mindset. So, what do I mean by that? Um, Okay, the reason you're uncomfortable about money is because you're insecure about it, most likely. Probably because on some deep level, you don't believe in your own ability to create it. Where, when you, it's this weird catch-22. The only way to learn how to create it is to most likely learn about it and, and seek it. But if it makes you uncomfortable, it's just like anything else. You have to get outside your comfort zone. Imagine someone who's insecure at the gym. Many people out there listening know this, right? Imagine going to a gym with all athletes. How insecure are you going to feel? For sure. I remember when I was skinny 
and I drank too much and too often and I wasn't really very strong. I would go to the gym and I remember I was so insecure. One time I even cried in the bathroom and then left the gym. Okay, that's how bad it was at one point. But here's the thing. Going to the gym and being around athletes is actually how you become an athlete. So there's no way around it. If you want the benefits of wealth, you're also going to have to want the discomfort of being around wealthy people. I don't really know anyone who's created wealth by accident, and I don't really know many people who has created a lot of wealth that don't spend a lot of time with other wealthy people. I think it's really important to get around it. Proximity is power. And one one quick thing too, if it is a conversation with a partner, I think the key word is vulnerability. Taryn and I have had a lot of money talks, especially you know when things weren't going so well of like, hey, I need support. I need to talk about this. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. I think we should make these decisions based on this awareness I have. Vulnerability has always served me well when it's come to uh, money conversations. Amy, next question. Huh. All right. How do you make good money decisions if you are, if you are an E-type person? How do you know if a purchase is justified? You can go first. All right, so first I want to explain what an E-type person is. It means an emotionally driven person. So one thing that I will say, just just, and I've already kind of alluded to it, people who are more systems engineering thinking. Uh, so left brain is consistency, discipline, systems thinking, logical, syntax, rationality. Right brain is intuitive, creative, art, love, um, fulfillment. It's It's kind of the dance between these two extremes that we all live. And again, a lot of times you've heard this be yin and yang or masculine and feminine or, you know, strength and warmth. And the key is you need both. One thing that I will say, though, about money is that it tends to be the left-brained people who, who have more wealth. And it's because it's mostly mathematical and, and logical. And so um, let me just look at the question again. So just remember, if you are an E, you're more emotional and you're most likely right-brained. That's not a bad thing. Um, especially if you're in the type of work that is creative, a creative endeavor. But how do you know if a purchase is justified? You have to look at your alignment. So you have core aspirations, core values, core beliefs. Is this purchase getting me closer to my goals or not? And that means financial goals as well. And only you can know that answer. Last thing I'll say about this question I want everyone out there to start asking themselves this simple question. Am I using money to create the life I want or is money using me? AKA, do the purchases I make have utility? I'll give you guys some tangible examples. I told Emilia, I said, sweetheart, you run an online business, you have a podcast, the world is global now and it's through the internet she had a phone that was older. I said, sweetheart, you got to spend, invest the money, invest the money in the new iPhone. It's going to take better photos. It's going to be faster. The processor is faster. See tools for success. Investing money in the best tools to run your business more effectively will make you more money versus someone who bought a new pair of shoes that look the same as the ones they have, but maybe they're like, I don't know, a brand name. See, one of them has utility. It's actually useful. It actually builds the future. The other one is just for show. 
that's kind of the thought here. One of them is an investment in her own brighter future. The other one is kind of just for now and for fun. And I'm not making it wrong for anybody. Only you can know if a purchase is justified. Ask yourself, is this getting closer to me closer to my goals? Yes or no? If yes, do it. Is money using me or am I using money to build the future I want? And if you can answer yes to that, then, then I would make the purchase. If anybody watching this live or the rerun sees this, Uh, and Alan and I are looking up, it's because there's a television screen that has the questions rolling in so we can see it. So this is what I would say. It's very simple the way I frame it. I'm an emotionally driven person. I tend to make money decisions based, I used to make them way more based on emotion. So what Alan said is fire. The reframe for me is something that I used to talk about with dieting and my fitness clients. At the end of the day, you can eat whatever you want. I have no issues. You can eat whatever you want. Are you okay with the extra time that it will take to accomplish your goals? So I'm a big fan of mixed martial arts. Next Saturday, there's a big fight, $65. The, the price went up. You know, pay oh. extra for HD. Got it's like, do they even make standard definition anymore? I don't think Hashtag so. Hashtag worth it. It's definitely, for me, I think it is <laughs> worth it. So in my mind, I'll have this conversation of, okay, is this really worth $65? Well, there's really good fights. I know I'll have a good night. Yes, to me it is. What will I have to do to make that money up? Right? Is that a half a coaching call? Is that a quarter of a coaching call? So at the end of the day, it's what Alan said, and it's weighing that out. Am I okay with the amount that this will set me back? Genuinely. That's how I do it. Because at the end of the day, like you do want to have some pleasures in life. For sure. Right? So you have to just balance out. Is it actually, how big is this going to hurt me? That's, that's, I think that's probably what my answer would be. One more quick caveat. So Kevin values MMA. Oh, yeah. Very much at at what zero to ten, thirty six. Okay, thirty six. So he's gonna spend that money. I don't really care much about MMA, so I'm that's not worth the sixty five bucks to me. Spending is about core values, literally. Like what you value, look at where you spend your money. That's what you value. If you have a gym membership, you value fitness. If you're spending money on books, you value personal development, right? If you have finance books, you're literally giving money to get value. Every interaction you do with money, if you want to know what someone values, you look at their calendar and you look at their bank account. If you look at where they're investing their money, that's what they value. If you're investing your money in alcohol, you value alcohol, whether you tell yourself a story or not. And I've been there, so I'm not judging. Okay, if you're investing your money in cars, you value cars. I have a $4,500 car. I don't care even remotely, right? And, and, and that means I don't value cars that much. I do want one that drives itself, though, when that is a thing. Just hire me. Um, yeah, that's possible. Buzz you around. I'd, I'd rather get a Tesla <laughs> that drives me. Um, but that's, that's the other answer to the question, which is how do you know if a, a decision, financial decision is justified? Is it congruent with your core values? Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest issues for our listeners that we've seen is not everybody has people in their corner trying to lift them to the next level. And even the people who are trying to help don't always know how. That's why Kevin and I created Next Level Group Coaching. It's a three-month program on teams of 10 with all people committed to achieving their goals. Click the link in the show notes for more information. And we only take 10 people at a time, so make sure you get in quick. Fire. Thank you, brother. I would drive you, though. Amy, what do we got? (laughs) How much per hour? Hunch, minimum. <laughs> Hunch per hour? No chance. My father has never had a business before, and I'm nervous to work with him because he's lied a lot to my mom when it came to having money when they were together. 
is this a smart move to work with someone, especially family, with a be- with a bad reputation? We've also never worked together before. That is a very, very powerful question. Oh, boy. I would say working with family is difficult anyway because there's already some expectations. Um, what do we have? Blah, 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 blah. Ah, I would be very, very careful just because anytime somebody is lying about anything, it's either an insecurity, it's something that is broken that they haven't learned how to fix, or it's something that they're running from. If you're not taking any financial risk, it might be worth it. But also, I used to work for my uncle. So when I was a forklift operator slash truck driver, my uncle was my boss. The question I asked myself before I started was, is this job worth the relationship? And I ended up leaving there and he was mad at me for a short time because I kind of just quit as I often have done in the past. So I would ask yourself that, is this relationship worth more than the opportunity of the job? When it comes to the, the lying and the, and you've never worked together, I, don't, I would probably say, is the juice worth the squeeze is what I would say. I would say tread lightly. Uh, I'd mirror that. So... I don't want to work with anyone who's not integrous. So, um, okay, everyone out there right now, think of someone that they would allow in their home anytime and know they wouldn't steal anything. They know they wouldn't even peek around. They would just, they're just, I I want to be the type of person that literally a stranger would literally have me in their home and know that I'm not going to steal. I'm just not, I want to be a virtuous man. And I would say don't work with people who aren't virtuous. It's a mistake. That's all I have to say. Fire. Your answer was shorter and more concise than mine. That's not <laughs> usually the case. <laughs> what do we got next, Amy? <laughs> I had someone have impact on me recently. Every dollar I spend in alliance with my highest self makes me richer. Thoughts? Yes. Simple, simple answer. What are you doing over there on the screen? I'm trying. It was the top one. Top one. Oh, on Amy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say. I would say 100. That's that's core beliefs, core values, core aspirations. Like you're literally getting closer to your goals. As long as I mean, yeah, your highest self. Yes. Simple answer. Yes, I would say it's making you richer. Yeah. If you're investing money in your own personal development, aka the your highest self, uh, it's the good wolf, bad wolf. We all have a good wolf and a bad wolf within us. One is vice and escapes and victimhood and excuses. One of them is highest self, aspiration, giving, generosity, work ethic, all that stuff. Every dollar you spend in the good wolf, remember the wolf you feed will win. And just understand the law of attraction, how it works. Um, I am very blessed to have some, some old friends of mine from college that lent us money when we needed it because they know I'm good for it. That would not have happened had I not developed a relationship of character before that. So yes, every dollar that you spend in your own personal development, people will notice. People want to work with people who are well-developed and you'll see the law of attraction to work for you where you're going to get a lot more opportunities than you would. Um, Just, you're always on stage. For everyone out there, you're always on stage. The way you dress, the way you act, the things you say and do and the things you don't say and do are affecting the way people perceive you. If you don't hold value to yourself and if you don't invest in yourself, people aren't going to invest in you. So if you're in alignment with your highest self, of course, yes, more opportunities will come your way for sure. And I firmly believe that. Isn't that what real abundance is at the end of the day? Real abundance is being aligned 
doing your purpose, doing your passion, doing your mission and realizing that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. I think that's what real abundance is. Anyway, understand this though. There is lag time between investment and payback. So I don't know where, like, you know, Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. I'm not the biggest Grant Cardone fan, but it's a valuable book. I learned stuff in there that has have definitely helped me get clients and, and help people. I couldn't tell you exactly when that came back. So understand there, just like any other habit, just like any other piece of knowledge, there is lag time between when you get the deeper understanding and when it actually takes effect. One last thing. No, no, no. If investing money is going to increase your self-esteem, stop doing things that hurt your self-esteem. Not skipping that workout. Investing money on things that don't add real value. Um, just be careful. Everything is a self-esteem boost or a, or a self-esteem hit. And self-worth, if you have low self-worth, you're most likely tolerating low, low income and low money. Um, so yeah, investing in yourself is an energetic thing. And yes, you will attract more money when you do that. I was just kidding about the no-no. I know. Amy, we got time for one more. What happens if your partner is not on the same page with your money or financial goals? Ooh, you can go first. Goals in alignment, core values in alignment, uh, beliefs in alignment are the way relationships work well, whether it's friendship, business partner, or intimate partner. Um, Emilia and I are blessed at this point to have done 35 weeks straight relationship talks. It's been unbelievable, and that's what I've learned more than anything else. If you're in an intimate partner relationship, if you're with an intimate partner who doesn't align with your goals, core values, and beliefs, you're going to have to try to integrate. Uh, Example. I'll give you an extreme example. One person loves fun, unique experiences and loves to go to the beach. The other person is an entrepreneur and really loves to work. What if you work from home in a home on the beach? There's, there's a way to integrate. You just have to identify what's in conflict and then work together as a team. That can be very challenging. Vulnerability, authenticity, check-ins. Uh, if you guys want more information on that stuff, reach out to us. Yeah, I would mirror what Alan said. Again, Taryn and I have very different money goals, but Taryn wants to impact people. Taryn wants to have safety. She wants to travel. So I think it's the understanding of what does this person value and how does, how does money help? Not everybody wants to have a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a mansion or a yacht or a plane or a boat or whatever. Like, not everybody wants the money for that. I think there's a deeper why. Alan and I want to have large charities, the Next Level Hope Foundation. Like, that's a goal for us. We're already talking about that. We've been talking about that. We're putting money away for that. It's not just about the nice things. I think it's important to communicate the deeper why of the money. Mm. It's not about the money. It's about what the money can do. And if you are charitable with your money, that's something that you can convey to your partner, right? At the end of the day, it's not about the amount of money, it's what you do with it. So maybe, you know, communicating that to your partner. Look, I don't want the money for the Lamborghini. I want the money because I want to impact people who don't have food in this place. Or I want to have a homeless shelter or a dog shelter, as I say every single time. So communicate the vision just as much as you communicate what you're doing. Kevin and I wrote something in the studio that will be up forever, hopefully. At Next Level U, we believe that self-improvement should be in the pocket of every single person on the planet for free. The podcast is free, but if we weren't focused on profitability and money, we couldn't provide that service for free. This was literally free. We are investing our hard work and our time every single week to add value to everyone out there right now. 
for free. And the only way we can sustainably do that is by making a living on other services. So just understand, if you are one of those people who says, I don't care about money, money is the lifeblood of the mission. There's a lot you can do with money. I'm never going to buy a $300,000 watch. I get furious about that stuff. Do you know how much a $300,000 watch could help the world? Do you know how many people out there want an education and can't get one because they don't have money? So it's a choice. Everything in life is a choice. Wealth is a choice. Decide in advance to become more wealthy. And what you do with your money will determine how much money you have, which will give you more to do with. If you're a bad person with a lot of money, you, you have a lot of money to do bad with. If you're a great person with a lot of money, you're a great person and you have a lot of money to do a lot of great things with. We watched Oprah Winfrey donate $2 million on the spot to UMass Lowell for scholarships. I watched Kevin give 100 bucks that he didn't have to someone at Top Notch Scholars so she could go to college. What money is choices. And when you realize that, you'll, you'll attract more of it into your life. I wrote this in a song once. Money doesn't make you, it makes you more of who you are. Uh, you know, I think it's nice. I'm a rapper. I do a little <laughs> rapping on the side. Uh, just last thing before we go, regarding the last question, understand what page your partner is on and why they're on that page. Again, it could be a limiting belief. Maybe they grew up in a rich neighborhood and everybody around them was snobs. So they, in their mind, have equated money to bad. I think it's a deeper understanding. Understanding why your partner feels the way they do is the only way to figure out you know, where they're at and how to get them to the place that you're at. Does that make any sense? Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you. We love you. If you haven't seen this giant, beautiful banner here that's been sitting under us the whole time, Group 4 just opened for group coaching. Uh, we are getting a lot of really, really good reviews, and we will have some of those. But go to nextleveluniverse.com, click group coaching, and you can sign up with us. At the end of the day... Invest in yourself, and it's cheap. Like yeah. We're trying to make things affordable so it's not expensive, and we guarantee you we will help you get to the next level. $97 per month, and we're going to set a health goal, wealth goal, love goal. We're going to help you change the trajectory of your life forever. Please click that, and we will talk to you soon. And we don't have fans. We have family. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.